0: Things that make you go, hmm. Oh, but now
1: to the spot for his second. Oh! It lays it off. And it's a hard thing oh, that you worried. go. I've forecasted many weeks ago that they'll do this. I've forecast they will be selling each
2: other of penalty kicks. And what we have seen here is absolutely Shakespearean. The Shakespeare got it wrong wasn't king leo it's king leo the assist from the penalty kick recalls the great days of your humble amazing beautiful things that make you go
0: Hello and welcome to another week of Action Replays Extra Time podcast. Today we're going to talk about the death of Irish rugby, the death of O'Neill's GAA here and Danny Welbeck coming off the crutches to cripple Leicester's title hopes. With me here in the studio is Derek Colhane and Breen McGinn and we're going to start with the hurling lads. Um, straight to Division 1A, Wasteful Waterford, East past Kilkenny despite 18 wides. Breen McGinn, tell us your thoughts.
2: Yeah, um... <laughs> Thank God it was early in the league because Kilkenny scoring ten points in a hurling match. I, I I don't know when the last time they scored ten or less. I, I'm not I'm not 100 sure. That's bizarre, you know. That that's a bad football game. If if you were looking at it, you could think that was a football match with Team Waterford and Kilkenny because Waterford are just slightly better at Kilkenny at the football. But uh, uh, Waterford can count themselves very very lucky. They brought them to Welsh Park up in, up in Waterford down in Waterford, I should say, and. The ground was doughy. It was it was tearing up. It was it wasn't pretty to play on. I, I'd imagine, and it wasn't pretty to watch either. But uh, same Waterford tactics as last year. They dropped the, the two wing wing forwards, and they they crept them back for for the puck outs, and they choked Kilkenny. But we saw last year when Kilkenny were on form, they can play around that. So I wouldn't be. Yes, it's fantastic for Waterford to be, be Kilkenny first time in seven years, third time in ten years. Uh, but uh there's been the citywide Austin Gleason has been named in the in the Hogan stand uh, team of the week but he I, I, before I, half time. I t- he's and this is the same thing as last year it's the same as Ken McGrath over the years Ken McGrath's John the plaudits for these super sh- scores from his own 65 and yes he ha- it's like the ball sticks to his hurley and he just picks up the ball in in rocks what can be d- described as but these stupid shots when he should be just dropping them into Colin Dunford Patrick Heron, yeah, uh, Michael Brick Walsh uh, he, he has a lot to learn I think personally um, he's a fantastic player and I think he is the rightful replacement of Brick Walsh when he's when he gets a bit older and Brick retires but uh, a lot to learn from a young Waterford side but absolutely fantastic result and the, hopefully they, they can push on and try to uh, make a decent defence of their title.
0: So are you putting this down to just a bit of rust by Maurice Shanahan <coughs> and Leeson? Or- uh, yeah,
2: yeah, no, I, I think it was more the tactics. I think Waterford knew, ha- had an idea coming in that Kilkenny probably weren't going to be as sharp and the pitch was going to play in their favor obviously they hoped some of them wides were going to be turned into points eleven wides at half time you know, and they were still in the front Waterford will find a lot of uh, a lot of positives that Kakenny only took the lead once in the whole game you know they 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 kept him at two or three points for a lot of the game arms length away and uh, to keep TJ Reid only i think it was only one point from play when he scored the crucial goal last year in the All Ireland semi-final absolutely fantastic but another kind of look, i'm just being overly critical as a Waterford fan they had three different free takers on the day you know and with pouring manny coming back i think that's that bodes well for him he should come back with a lot of confidence in a f- in a few weeks time after that horrific injury he got last year in club club action
0: well, they've been cut from four to one to two to one to win the division. You think that's still a bit ambitious?
2: Um, they have any? They have their away game next week now in Cork. Cork. Don't look great. They don't. I I watched that match as well. Um, not not simultaneously. They're both at two, but I watched one after the other, and uh, I thought uh, <laughs> I I watched that. Uh, um, Cork seemed absolutely. Uh, they, they were trying to implement a way of playing which they didn't have under Jimmy Barry Murphy they didn't seem to have a style that they were going for a defensive style but they were trying to work the ball out slowly kind of possession was kind of their key and the fact that that was a really high scoring game 50 odd points in the game in 50 Salt odd Hill scores well, insult Hill
0: notorious for
2: yeah wind and rain and horrible ground um, I think the reason why that was such a high-scoring game in, in relation to the other game, you know, in comparison, I think is was because they were both trying to implement this kind of uh, possession hurling, and uh, it wasn't really working, and they were losing the ball, and there was a lot of mistakes, and, you know, there, there are some fantastic forwards on both sides, which is why there were so many scores, and it just turned out that Galway had the better forwards. But I think, going back to your question, I think Waterford are within a really decent... They have a really decent shot of topping the 1A. I'm not sure about the the whole division one A one B as a whole, and how would
0: you both Compare them to Tipperary, who hammered Dublin.
2: Oh, th- um we were just I, I I mentioned it there before. Is this Dublin hitting their wall? It is early days yet. Yeah, it's the first match of the league, which is you know cobwebs are all over the place in this division. And uh, th- they had to travel to se- to Semple, and you know Tipperary have been they have a lot of question marks about their you know four players have kind of retired. Uh, uh, but it's very very interesting to see Noel McGrath after the his testicular cancer you know he he came on and scored a point nearly was the winner against Galway in the semi-final last year uh but uh, if he got two scores from play and you know even though they they were winning they they were winning handy they brought on Bubbles Dwyer and he got three points and he's uh, he's probably my favorite Tipperary player he's just oh he's so solid over freeze and he's brilliant from play but I I I really rate Tipperary as well um despite you were saying it yesterday Dara that uh, um, you know don't write out t- off Tipperary yet yeah. don't downplay their chances
3: yeah should, I think that the scoreline speaks for itself you know it's uh what was it one twenty 120, three, three one twenty seven to one twenty three to 12, twelve points? So what's that fourteen points against? Like I know Dublin, maybe I know they lost Danny Sutcliffe before the start of the season. Obviously managerial changes. but you can never write them off, but the first game of the season to just blow them out of the water says something. Even with all them retirements,
2: do you, do you reckon they they could be relegation candidates du- to one to the one B? Uh, well, when, when you lose
3: to Tipperary without much in the first game of the season, I think losing Sutcliffe was a huge blow to them. They have a lot of youth in there, but not, not a whole lot of experience. Maybe Paul Ryan, but even on... On Saturday, he looked very, very uh, slow in the legs. Dotso Callahan also wasn't wasn't too sharp. So I don't know. Probably early days yet, but I'd say they, they could very well. Be. Do you think
0: Dublin are on a downward spiral going over the last two seasons? Um, a very slow downward spiral. But
3: yeah, see, on their daily, it kind of looked like they were getting a bit stuck in the mud. they they went so far, and then when they came against the big teams, you know, it looked like everything would elude them. Nothing would go their way. So they obviously went a different direction, and now. It looks like they're in a transitional stage. As I said they have a few good young players coming up, but it they won't be kind of up to the same level as the likes of like Waterford, like Clare. The same, they always they're always kind of playing terrible until their their young players start progressing. I say that could be the same as Dublin. So
2: no they, like they have fantastic players. Dazio Callan, you mentioned, Mark Shute, hey, Liam yeah. Rush, you know, um, Conlukini I suppose as well. But the. Uh, Sutcliffe is a huge loss he's an integral member of that squad the experience you were saying that they're going to be missing yeah. now, because sure, I said,
3: now I I interviewed uh, Shane Bard, he's the, he's their wing back and I asked him before the start of season it, was, it only was a couple of days before Sutcliffe announced he wasn't going to be in the squad, and he was like, "Who's the one player that's going to push you on the season?" He said, "Danny Sutcliffe and <laughs> oh, no! <and> then, uh, <laughs> Obviously, when I, gave, know. when I gave him a text to ask him a couple of days later about it, he, he didn't reply. So. <laughs> the psychological blows
0: were there from the start. That's Could've why predicted. they lost. <laughs> that's why
2: they lost by more than double scores, maybe. But I suppose the
0: biggest shock from the weekend came from the Kerry hurlers who beat Leash in Division One B.
2: oh that's 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 the that's the win of the. At the season, I would nearly go as far as say no, and I'm not even joking because it's a qu- a quarter of a, of a county that's predominantly predominantly is an understatement football county. You know they have a, their little pocket in in north in north Kerry where they they play hurling <laughs> and they they keep to their own over there. You know, and the other the football footballing rest of the county kind of lets them at it. You know, and and it's been a la- bit of a laughing stock. You know, Kenny football footballers, everyone laughs. Kerry hurlers, they've been dominant in their two sports, but. When it comes to the other sports, that they're not yeah. so dominant and they're the kind of laughing stock. But Kerry now they're in the Leinster Championship. We will talk about that maybe in a few minutes <laughs> how that how that's about. But uh, Leish Le- Leish have been just so depressing. You know, Galway gave him an absolute. Uh, it wasn't even a hiding. It was it was uh, that it's it was demasculine. Uh, I'm not even sure if that's a word, but it was just ah. Uh, I I really really am now. They're my second team. I'm gonna say. I think they're gonna be everyone's second team. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. And it's not even that they narrowly beat them. They 24 them points. Hands. Like they scored 124 so like
3: <laughs> any team to score 24 points, even if it In is get some more Yeah. Even if it's against the leash, like you'd be fairly impressed with that. So. Yeah.
0: So how do you rate their chances against Limerick and Tralee next week? oh they should <laughs> you know they're they're nothing to lose off the back of a 223 to 15 point win against Wexford
2: no, Not nothing to lose you know uh, I think I predict like if they get one more uh, one more result uh, that's that's pretty I think that could be them staying, staying, staying up, up because yeah. I can you can see definitely Leash.
3: see them getting results against the likes of Offaly and Wexford
2: and yeah yeah you could you could. well it's maybe you know it's going to see now it's going to say is that a fluke that result mm. last week you know Limerick could kind of you know put, the, put well, them in their season, place last season
0: did push Wexford they very, did very yeah, close. yeah
2: <laughs> they did and uh i was well, i watched Leash and they were it was neck and neck till half time before they got a man sent off in, in front of dungare and fairfield so uh no they have some they have some good hurdles it just seems I don't know. They're kind of confused between it being a football county and a hurling county, and to be honest, mm. they're, they're not too good at either. They should, they, <laughs> like, I'm not going to say they should prioritize over one. They're obviously rich in culture in the both of them, but it seems to be kind of holding them back in both sports. Yeah, well, you wouldn't you wouldn't
0: say there's recet- a like there's a recession going on in either sport.
2: No, no, you you wouldn't. But I couldn't see them getting any worse. That's the only problem. <laughs> I know. I, I, I honestly couldn't because there's their culture and their tradition in 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 their sport in both um in both sports is very rich, but. Uh, Kerry, and I think Kerry should just go out to play Limerick with nothing to lose, nothing you to know, lose, they're yeah. the Limerick are the big dogs, Limerick and Clare are the two big dogs and that, you know, and in Tralee, I don't think any team has gone down there and played yet, I'm not sure, and I, 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 I don't know too much about Kerry, I can't say I know a lot either, <laughs> but, you know, so it's, it could be a new thing to Limerick, it could be, I'm not sure what the ground is like in Tralee, so uh, it's going to be a very interesting one. I'll be keeping an eye on it <laughs> so moving
0: on to the uh, AIB club championship we've had controversy in both games actually so we'll start with Bally Bowden they pushed on to beat Clonmel in extra time after Darren Elson appeared to take about 100 steps before knocking over an injury time 100, equaliser
3: 100, 103 but uh, <laughs> um, I don't know though you can you can, you can talk about that but over the course of a championship there's always going to be decisions for and against you things going your way not going your way like uh, I didn't rate Bally Bowden too highly from the start of the championship I was surprised they got to the Dublin final and then they managed to beat Vincent's, and then I was surprised they got to the <laughs> all Ireland semi-final and then they scraped extra time uh, and then again they went into extra time they, they beat them by 5 points so uh they have a few good players in that team like they've michael Darren McCauley in the middle um up front they've they've pascal who came off the bench he's he's solid um uh, colonel Keaney as well he, he used to play football if you can remember so <laughs> yeah. they've some they've some good players in there uh yeah it was a good result but I'm surprised that they're there but uh yeah no I think Castlebar probably the team to be watching out now they're they, I think they've a fair few fair few inter-county players in that team I know Paddy Durkin's probably the this, this standout fella Um, you can get them a 5-2 to two on to win the All-Ireland uh, <laughs> it was, it's a good win by them though there seemed to be a bit of a scrap during the match uh, finished yeah ugly yeah. scenes at the end as well but uh, to beat Cross, Cross McLean, Cross McGlain were probably favourites for it and beat them third. I think they were, they were three points down at half time and managed to win
0: Uh, they won 13-12 but they scored their winning point in the 55th minute
3: yeah that says a lot about the match it it was a great first 20 minutes to the second half though (laughs) Uh, it was very cagey match
0: but yeah the the Guardian and the stewards were called in at the end to intervene with multiple incidents were you watching
3: (laughs) I I didn't actually I didn't get to see the scuffles because I had had to go to work but I saw I saw up until the last point (laughs) You didn't miss too much <laughs> then.
0: Yeah, um, ugly
2: scenes. Ugly
0: scenes. Yeah. So, who's your cross? Our Ballyboden are your favourites for the final.
3: No, uh, Castlebar. The Castlebar. Castlebar were there Barthar. a couple of years ago. Uh, they came against a very good Vinnies team, but uh, I reckon now, your the times they said, they've some very good. They've some very good players in that team, um, as a Dirk and Moore and who scored the winning point. Uh, your man Linden, who is the wing forward. So I, I, f- I can't see Ballyboden. Any Gardner. team
2: that beats Cross McLen Rangers yeah. who has been the stronghold in football for the past 10, 10 years and even All-Ireland football is has to be going in as favourites. Uh, you know, that's that's a spring in your step. They have been showing signs of frailties across yeah. over the years. They've been narrowly winning 1.2 points here but a sign of champions, you know, but you know, stopping them in their their their, te- their you know, their way for to beat Nemo Rangers' all Ireland record, uh, that that's that must give Castlebar a huge spring in their step and seeing that I don't think Clamwell Commercials were a, a really strong team. I didn't no. see any stronghold in Munster this year. I don't think football-wise they were. Yeah,
3: the Munster football championship has been going. I think going they were the neutrals' others. favourites. Yeah. Then,
2: yeah, no. I think that if you're going to put a lot of money on two to five, I think you you can rest assured that they're going to win. Although you know, Dublin champions have been. You know, Vincent has been do- yeah. dominating, and there's been a few teams as well. But uh, no, Castlebar, and my team. Go on, Mayo. Oh, so do other- you win, Sam? <laughs> 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 no, they won't. <laughs> <laughs> So the other big scandal that came out in
0: football this week was it was revealed that the one point three four million Dublin received in recent development funding from the GAA was more than the other thirty one counties
3: combined.
2: What yeah, are your thoughts? That's iffy. Uh
3: yeah, well that, that's see, they, they the paper's kinda of published. I remember looking into this, it was the same story last year. They haven't they have it the yeah, fact check. Uh they have <laughs> a thing called the Dublin Development Programme. So it's mainly because of such the the massive population uh, it predominantly goes into kind of youth development and all that given the large population but even still uh, the the county funding is far superior to that of any other county Is Uh, it a level playing field? Definitely not I, I think you have to Again, you take with a pinch of salt the fact yeah. that the population, like this, from sure, a wh- man and a Waterford man in this
0: year.
2: What, what, what did what did uh, our friend Dan O'Connor say? Was there a H division in an under twelve hurling her, um, match he was <laughs> refereeing or something? But that yeah. that just goes—you have to take with a pinch of salt. There's, yeah. there's these like kids we we
3: have sure uh, the lads say that like I've been part of one of the biggest clubs in the country and we'd be a small club in Dublin, yeah, you know. Exactly, yeah. So obviously it's going to get the bigger fun, and I don't know if it's getting what was the 53% did you yeah
2: said? it was 53 of, yeah
3: overall it's a bit ridiculous but like
2: I, I'm all for Dublin getting more funding in relation to their proportion proportionally because they have the more players they don't have the most amount of clubs in Ireland Without Clark it. have about 45 more clubs although Going back to there's about you know under 14 there could be eight divisions in in the north you know yeah. in 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 North Dublin and you know it's it's not really it, it, I don't think it is that fair you see you come you see these Dublin clubhouses and their their mansions compared to the little <laughs> clubhouse that I'd be running out the of in, in water in the containers you know and. I can see why people are angry about it, but then again there is a commercial interest and Dublin are the commercial interest, you know, in 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 all, in, in both sports, even hurling they're starting to become a stronghold commercially. But uh you know
0: And as if the one point three four million wasn't enough for them, it looks <laughs> like they're turning their back on O'Neill's as well. Oh, that's that's another one well, I've vote sh- on today. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly.
2: Allegedly, yeah. We can't confirm nor deny that that is that is the case. But you know, that that also is kind of preferential treatment if they get to change into a and um I know O'Neills is owned by Adidas and Adidas owns Puma as well. But you know, kind of, like if you're all wearing O'Neills, I know Waterford have Azuri. they're the one off, but they're an Irish kind of product you know, they're produced in Ireland then jerseys. But I think keep them all the same if it's an amateur sport, you know. I, I don't really agree with that. And I, think
3: know? It's the, I know it's probably a bit of an overstatement, but it looks like it's, it's a step in the direction towards a kind of a more professional area yeah. in GAA. Mm-hmm. Which I don't agree with. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's an Irish sport played by amateurs and slowly and steadily Dublin is becoming more and more professional.
2: Yeah, I, I just don't like this crack, you know. I
0: was watching... Uh, so we can't expect any Abu Dhabi men to come in and... Uh, Buy oh.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> What happened to the days where we'd go down? Some lads wouldn't even have a pair of boots and you'd run around a muddy field. Sure,
0: the inside out kids. <laughs> it was four
2: flashes. years ago I was watching Dublin Miners were playing in. Uh, uh, they were playing a provincial. No, uh, yeah, the Leinster Final and Crow Park. They're all wearing beats. They all had these beats. The miners, you know? These were all wearing the same red beats. Must have been sponsored, you know? And NFL. NFL. You're fined if you <laughs> don't wear the beats. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah.
0: So the probability is as you said Hadidas own O'Neill so it wouldn't really make much sense for them to move in on the kit deal so we could be looking at Nike or maybe New Balance
2: I think New Balance you said to mm-hmm. me earlier New Balance that seems to be the one you know they went over why did they go over to Fenway Park uh, uh, John, John Henry and the boys over there <laughs> with their New Balance you know I don't know Is that the, that's the headquarters of New Balance Is it? Or- I'm not
0: too sure what the connection between the New Balance owner and John Henry is but both his teams Henry's teams Liverpool and Boston are Sponsored seems to be heavily Neoballets.
2: invested in each other, at, at, at the very least. If not, they own it. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: I don't know where to move on from here, actually. I, it's right I have to go. right fifty three
2: 10.53. Yeah. I say just close it up.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah, so just just to give a quick history of non oneill sportswear in GAA, Kerry did wear Adidas in 1998, but they were later banned with the GAA implementing a new rule that jerseys must be made by an Irish manufacturer. Dublin are pretty confident that they're going to be able to overturn this by EU legislation, competition rules.
2: I'm not a law expert. <laughs> mm. I I'm not too. I'm not 100 sure. Um. I hope it is. I hope it is overturned. It's I'd not am- overturned. I'd
0: imagine there is some kind of free trade law. Between EU countries,
2: yeah. Well, it keeps you know it keeps promote the Irish Irish own. This is a political and economic uh, discussion now, but promote the Irish own. You know, I sound like a board BA kind of executive or something, but. Uh, I, I think these multinational companies Is a step towards professionalism in, in GA And I'm not for that I'm not hey, What's
3: going to stop now If Dublin do that What's going to stop Nike coming in And be like well, we'll give Kerry half a million euro If they wear our jerseys you Or know? they just set up a factory yeah. in Ireland on yeah. a Nike Air <laughs> Exactly B-I-R-E <yeah.
0: laughs> So moving on to soccer That penalty lads Class or disrespect
1: Uh. I don't know A bit more gamesmanship More than anything Wasn't it I thought like he We were talking about The Vardy penalty here yeah, I mean, he had yeah, two big penalty no, calls. Oh, you know, you no, talking about. The, the, the Vardy penalty or oh, no, no. the. The Messi. Oh, okay, well, you've got to preface which one. Well, there's a lot of penalty calls on the mm-hmm. weekend. <laughs>
0: there was only one penalty this weekend.
1: <laughs> Quite, I don't know. Maybe and in England they were different. It's a
0: miss for Lionel Messi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, maybe if as Arsenal and City fans, they might have a bit of a different uh, perspective. But no, th- I think it was I think it was all class. I originally thought he was going to walk back and then and just offer it to Suarez. But, you know, he did it. I mean, but then again, you're up 5 1 you know so it can be viewed as both ways yeah
3: no i was i think it was what was 3-1 at the time sorry 3-1 yeah. at that point if it was it was nil all i don't think he'd be doing that so no. i i don't know at that point i think it was a bit disrespectful i think it was ah uh, we can do this because we can do this so i know it was, it was well taken though.
0: the spirit of the game is bigger than the written rule no,
3: no no matter how
0: good you are you don't mess with the game he's missed penalties and he's missed a lot of them he won't be doing that in the Champions League final if he gets there. He owes an apology to his opponents, to the fans, and to the people who love him and made him rich and famous. That kind of bollocksology.
1: <laughs> I was saying, this has there's to be a no, Facebook comment,
0: doesn't it? There's no place for it in the arsenal of a great player. You've got to respect the ethos of the game. It was cheap and self-indulgent.
1: I don't think. I think it was. M- Dunphy, 2016. <laughs> 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 yeah, of course. It has to. be. Bollocksology. What a word. Uh, no, I don't. I don't a few
0: think so. I could be something else, but uh, I'm going to go with <laughs> <laughs> Um
1: No, I think he was just—he was literally—he turned down his 300 goal to to help out his mate with his hat trick, and, and they've had such a history of that doing this all season. They've been so selfless with each other, and that's what's made them great. You know, that's they what's made said them.
0: After the game, that they had practiced that to set up Neymar, but Suarez just slipped himself in and scored the hat-trick anyway. Oh, really? He wasn't supposed to, yeah. Well, then
1: maybe is a point where these guys are finding it so easy that they're, they're almost bored. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're almost bored that they're going to try. If they're practicing this in training, it's like the, the level of competition, they're already so far ahead that they're just trying to find new ways to entertain themselves almost.
0: Well, can we really criticize them for being really creative and innovative?
1: Not really, not when they go on to win games 6-1 You know, I mean it's like it's it's it, They're constantly, they're having to challenge themselves And they really, these guys really don't challenge themselves Unless they're playing Atletico Madrid Real Madrid, or they're playing in the Champions League You know what I mean, there's a handful yeah. of games every year Where they're really challenged, and especially in La Liga It's mostly a walkover
0: no, Football would be an awful boring sport if people didn't try new things every now and again <laughs> Yeah But they've got Arsenal in the Champions League I don't think Arsenal will be too worried
1: yeah
3: Danny Welbeck is back now <laughs>
0: yeah yeah
1: um no yeah, yeah, if, go you on can, if
3: you can grab a draw against Leicester you know or a win against Leicester you can definitely take Barcelona <laughs> away in <into> the new campus <laughs> so we we'll move on to that win against Leicester
0: <laughs> is the bubble burst quite a demoralising end we yeah enough to knock you off your balance
1: I don't know if the bubble's burst per se. I mean, I think the Danny Simpson red card definitely influenced things. Um, but I thought they were quite well up there. I thought they had the better of Arsenal for most, probably the opening hour or so. I think Conte, is that his name? the Golo Conte? Or yeah. Conte? He was fantastic. Um, nice. Mares was quite good. Vardy again. Mm-hmm. Danny Drinkwater had a really good game, I thought, as well. Um... So, the, yeah, Wes Morgan was fantastic. He was blocking shots. You know, they're, they're a really good side. They've been kind of mentioned in it all season. And there's no surprise at the top of the table. Although I think it was, I seen when Melbeck come on, and I was like, oh, this is going to be the typical movie mm-hmm. storyline. You know what I mean? He's going to score. He comes back after a year. And he actually did. He's inovable to be a villain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it'll be very interesting now to see where he's going to fit in. Because Giroud, I thought, was quite poor. Um, during the game, and he was kind of like sulking, and he was like, even Walcott, Walcott changed the game. I thought when he came on. Mm. And there's one stage he put in this really good cross into the box, exactly where you want to put the ball in as a winger, right in that six yard area. And Drew was just like, you know, he's three or four paces. Off, so it was like you know I don't know if they're gonna. I think let's still stick with them. I think it's too late to you know change around and let's put Wellbeck up front. And I
3: think for the Champions League though, uh, Wellbeck's the kind of guy you want to run run into the ground, uh chase yeah. after the long balls. Yeah. Now I don't think Barcelona will have too much problems dealing with Danny Wellbeck, but you'd rather him up front than Giroud in the new camp if you're just
1: hoofing <laughs> it up. I <laughs> probably would as well. Yeah, because you got like Barcelona are probably gonna have all the possessions so you need only guys want to be able to chase down. And yeah. if they're gonna have guys like Walcott and and Wellbeck in the team, I think that'd be better suited. Mm. But, um, I mean, Arsenal have done stranger things in the past in the Champions League. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I do think Barca. Barca outclassed everyone last season, especially City. So, I, I, I can imagine it probably be similar with Arsenal. Yeah.
3: Uh, to just go back to your original question, I don't think that, that Leicester are going to have too much of a downfall. You know, they've they've Norwich next, don't they? Yeah. I mean, obviously, no, no game's an easy game, especially against relegation candidates. But they have that. They don't have any... Kind of stand out difficult games until it's maybe a part, it's more dr- of the nature of the blow. Yeah, but I I know they 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 uh they didn't seem to like get down themselves the whole game. Even when they can mm. see the equalizer, now obviously they couldn't press forward much with um they had took Maris off because of the Simpson Red card and brought on um I can't pronounce your man's name, the center half. Um Oh Wasilewski? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, looks so like a weightlifter more than a footballer. Yeah. <laughs> but even at that they were still trying to string a few passes together. Uh, Kante got forward a bit, Vardy was chasing in a few balls. They still they they don't seem like the type of, like if um if we've lost would like get them down now, you it would have gotten them down in early in the season, like the loss against Aston Villa. So or was it a draw? loss draw.
0: It, was, it was a draw with Villa draw, draw yeah.
3: with Villa yeah I yeah. think that if that Fenton that would have got them down I, I don't know if they've gotten this far I reckon they could still push on to the end of the season
0: so the other the other top four teams were in action against each other Man City 1 Tottenham 2 Spurs were showing an untraditional bit of stability there <laughs> but the most interesting thing about this match was Ionacho just scored the equaliser mm-hmm. young lad absolutely des- delighted with himself runs to the corner to celebrate
2: Nobody
1: follows him. <laughs> he's there on his own. <laughs> yeah, you wonder if Aguero would have got the same treatment. It was a cracking goal as well. Yeah, it was a like finish. it was a cutback and he smacked it right into the roof of the net. So I don't know, maybe he's doing off his own thing. Maybe they know that, you know, he's he's uh I don't know. It's a very weird, yeah, that no one was going off celebrating. But the, the goal really um it wasn't until Spurs actually scored their first goal off the penalty of Kane's penalty that they actually City woke into life. Like City have this tendency to just go through like these patches of play where they're just stagnant and they're just playing to the opposition really and then you know if they go behind or something tragic happens they kind of really kick into gear so it was quite weird to see um but yeah i think it really shakes it up now we have three teams with two points between them and and 12 games to go
0: so who would your favorites for the title be now
1: I like Spurs. Um, to be honest, yeah, uh, I think they're the most stable, especially defensively. I thought defensively, you know, out of you yeah, Danny Rose is really good. Hugo Lloris had a huge save towards the end. We um, were
3: played very well at the weekend. I thought, yeah,
1: well. yeah. I mean, and then you know you have like Kent, they're really kind of really solid from back to front. Um, Eric Deer. So it's. Uh, I think they're going to be very good. Um, I think they're really playing well, Pochina and they. Re- I think they're starting to have that confidence as well, where Leicester maybe. It's yeah. It's it's hard to say. It really is. I think good feeling. I think
0: that bad patch is gone now. Out of the way. They don't have to play anybody else.
1: in the top Leicester have their, their the big SEC. games all out of the way. Yeah. Um. And now you got to understand, like, how seriously are Arsenal gonna be taking this Champions League run? Um. I mean, I. But then it's it's like, does it? Do <laughs> yeah, they have an option? <laughs> they have an option anyway? Like, if they take it really seriously, they don't take it they seriously. Might take it seriously for twenty minutes. Yeah. They're, they're still playing Barcelona. So it's like, does it really matter how seriously you're taking it? Well,
0: how long do you think it is? Like, do you think Spurs' confidence is high enough to go on and, and really kind of make their mark on this Premier League trophy, or do you think it's just a matter of time before Spurs do a Spurs?
3: I I think I think that they can push on. I, I Pochettino has been. Doing gradual improvements, you know, they've the best defense in the league. That's that's something over the course of a league. It's not really going to change too much towards the end of the season. Uh their formation is probably suited to a run-in like the four-two-three-one's very solid. Mm. They won't be leaking in too many goals. Uh I always thought that they'd kind of fall off once Harry Kane would be over the Christmas period. His legs would go in, but again, he seems to be getting stronger and stronger. Uh just their attacking play is second to none. Really, like they have. Ericsson, Deli Ali. Um, yeah, I don't August. forget
1: Deli Ali. I mean, he's one of the revelations of the season yeah. as well. So yeah, they they they're really legit title contenders. And they
0: have Fiorentina in the Europa League on Thursday. Oh, did they? Think this is a reserve game for them. Yeah. Tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I think there are, I think there's been a couple of times where they've played on the front teams in the Europa League. Um, and this is is this the stage of thirty two yeah. in Europa League? Not um, Yeah, I mean, but though all, all the club would probably want either. I mean, you wouldn't want to like bank. Your hopes on a Premier League title and then it all go bust. And then I don't know, but do you think they have the depth to really go to do both?
0: I'm trying to question whether they want it because if from the start of the season, you definitely say they would have. I mean, they hammered Monaco, they beat Anderlecht as well, uh-huh. and got the away draw at Monaco, and comfortably beat Corbeck over the two games too. Like, so yeah, I don't, you know, Fiorentina would be one of the favorites to take this Europa League trophy this season. Uh-huh. Not that they're playing particularly well in Serie A, but they're. Generally, over the past few years, we've seen the Italian teams look a lot better than English teams in this competition. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not too sure what way Tottenham are going to go into this.
3: See, I think Pochettino always he puts a lot of faith in the youth, so he's going to. He it's yeah. going to be it's going to be probably starting eleven of all youths, but then these guys are going to come in. They're like this manager he he'll play he's us, us his if his we faith perform, in the big you game. know. So yeah. you know they're going to go in there. Obviously, I think Fiorentino will probably take a bit. They'll have some of their starting players, but like the system, the way they're going, the system that they're playing, I think anything can happen for them really.
0: It's just, do we, we can all remember last season, you know, where they used to go play Europa League on the Thursday and then they'd lose to the worst team in the yeah. league yeah. on the Saturday. Sunday, you know, yeah. And it's this could be a real uh, banana skin for them. So moving on to the other games, we had Liverpool come out of nowhere. Beat yeah. Aston Villa 6 0. Yeah. Did anybody the, see the poor Aston Villa fan who got the 25 hour flight from Australia? <laughs> <in his second laughs> every <game>? oh, really. <laughs> Yeah, and his like, last uh, ever game <laughs> oh, there was a tweet went viral second ever time going to watch Aston Villa play worst home defeat in history and, uh, Villa actually tweeted him back and said hopefully it's one to
3: remember uh,
1: <laughs> it, it definitely is, was well, there was a massive
3: call to uh, get that man a refund on his flight and, and match ticket Jamie Carragher <laughs> called them the worst Premier League side of all time oh. yeah I yeah. think they're pretty pretty close I know there was a derby. there was a bad derby team yeah but uh, I, the derby team. I think at this point you know you need to be fighting and you go 6-0 down to Liverpool yeah it's just, and
1: it's I think Phil Thompson even said it's not even like a great Liverpool side do you know what really? I mean and he says that's what you get if you get a good Premier League side against a really bad Premier League side mm-hmm. this can happen like it doesn't even have to be a great Premier League side so um, Sturridge obviously getting back amongst the goals which is good but I mean it's he's really is a ticking time bomb if mm-hmm. anything that we've seen that it's like how long can he stay healthy um, mm-hmm. so I think it's good that they really have because I mean they've really been struggling with all different sorts of like Benteke hasn't worked um, they, they've had like Firmino as a false nine he's, he's been good in patches but I think he's probably more better as an attacking midfielder Um so I think it's yeah, and they got Coutinho back fit. So we might not, we might see Liverpool maybe make a late season push because they're getting a lot of their players back now.
0: So from an Irish perspective, we can be quite thankful that Ben Teke isn't showing much form. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 exactly. But then it was Kieran Clark playing as well. I mean, it's never yeah. good to have a central defender like on on the Could back of a six 0 Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, but it was a good weekend for the Irish lads as well. Um, Robbie Brady scored Shane a great Long goal. And Shane Hulland Long, Hulland. You and Wes Hoolahan, all getting on the score sheets as well. So I think I'd be more interested in our own. Form, and um, from that respect, and how Benteke is doing. <laughs>
0: and uh, actually, the tickets allocations came out this week as well. Yeah, you, you applied there, did I, you?
3: I applied. How I, did you get on? Um, I was part of the uh, two hundred thousand that that didn't get a ticket. Um, my 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 girlfriend, uh, my girl, my sister's boyfriend said that he'd give me a ticket if he had a spare one, which was the biggest empty promise I think I've <laughs> I've gotten somewhere <laughs> this year. Um. Yeah, no. If uh, did you hear about the the guy who was used on the Northern Ireland ticket oh. ad? He was the, they used this fan, and then uh, for the Euro twenty sixteen ticket applications, and then that fan didn't get a ticket. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I have it here, lad. So I got an g- email from the FAI, uh, The FAI has two thousand mm-hmm. tickets in reserve, which were distributed by UEFA to all participating national associations. These tickets will be used, by, used to satisfy the demand from supporters with a proven match attendance record who have missed out on securing tickets through UEFA portal. The FAI has made it a priority to free up more tickets for supporters and we remain in contact with UEFA over the coming days and weeks to secure as many tickets as possible for our supporters. So we're placing all trust in John Delaney to deliver on tickets. Slight <laughs> like in there as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The old, uh, Sorry,
0: folks. We're only giving tickets to real fans. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, but, I mean, this is the thing. Because, like, uh, I mean, they're, 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 they're definitely an association that will kind of jump at all credit. And yeah. it's, you know, we're fighting for the fans. You know, we're going to go over to UEFA. And it but, is UEFA to blame. I know Even but they there. did the same last time like a couple of weeks ago when they yeah. said they were giving out more tickets the FAI sent out a press release going uh, we're happy to announce that our CEO John Delaney was successful in securing more tickets for Irish fans mm-hmm. in, uh, in 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 meeting in in some french city and but then it was like uh Every single EU participating nation of the Euro got more tickets, but the FAI kind of put the spin on it. It's
3: like an extra ticket, and it's about six hundred tickets for the three games. That's like oh, 200
1: I was like, two hundred yeah. tickets.
0: The third highest demand was it out of all the there countries. was two hundred and
1: seventy five thousand applications. Yeah. So the Sweden Ireland game, it was I think. So basically, if you look at it, Ireland could sell out all of their. Group games just on Irish France all. I think yeah. I said to start the France with complete Irish France It's it's yeah. madness, yeah.
0: So what's the plan, there Are you still gonna travel?
1: Um, well,
3: my my, my aunt and my uncle have a have a house just outside Bordeaux, which is they're of the it's, cities, about, yeah. it's it's about an hour away from the the Belgium game, so I might. but I'd I'd imagine the flights will be extortionate at this <laughs> at this point anyway. So, uh, probably not. Unfortunately, um, uh, maybe maybe the next time we get to the Euros in uh twenty
1: twenty four. <laughs> 2032. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, so sticking with the Euros, another thing that's kind of been a topic of debate since Sturridge's return yesterday mm-hmm. is England's stri- striker choice.
1: Uh, no, I don't, oh, really? so. I don't think so. I don't think so. I was I was kind of thinking about this the other day with what England do. Um, now, what I think they'll do is I think they'll have Harry Kane playing, and they'll have uh, Wayne Rooney behind them, and then they'll have Sterling on one side with Jamie Vardy on the other side. But on this season, I mean, if I was England, I'd really like to see Vardy up front with Dele Alley and Ross Barkley, um, in behind. Now, do think- where do they go with Vardy and Kane? Because I think Kane's been so good as well. It's like, how can you? Do leave you think him it's out? possible that Vardy won't get picked. No I don't think so No, no. I think he, he he does way too much Even without his goals He does yeah. way too much Of pressuring And in, in, in leading the attack Even
3: at the weekend Aside from the penalty Like he was a lost cause Of front And even still He was still he's chasing, Making something Yeah he was sprinting him After and, everything Him and Kante would be two against five And they'd still be threatening And you know he's, he's always there He's a constant I reckon he, he has to start Jernier's I reckon him and Kane Both have like Kane is probably in the form of his life now as well. He's he's been banging them in since the yeah. new year. So I, I'd I'd have I don't know, see they're both kinda of lone strikers, so you can't it's hard to have the two of them. I'd again I'd have him on the wing, Sterling, yeah. maybe Rooney behind. I wouldn't uh, unlike you, I wouldn't like Ross Barkley. I think he's very, very inconsistent. He's either the best or the worst player on the pitch. Yeah. And in the group stages I don't think you really need that. Knockout maybe he's bring of him off the bench the maybe
1: yeah. I don't know I think he's been quite good I think it's, it's him and Ali I think have been the real kind of standouts for me personally this season um, but then again it, they've got so many options and I think Rooney's actually got to come out in somewhat decent form but I think he's going to play a role anyway you know what I mean he's, he's yeah. the captain he's going to be in there somewhere so they could go with a position where they play Rooney's as an attacking midfielder behind Kane and Vardy so it's interesting they've got a lot of options mm-hmm. England mm-hmm. So just bringing it back to the Premier League we're going to have a quick
0: look at Saturday's fixtures Sunderland 2 Manchester United 1 Adam Johnson, lists Sunderland.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think I was talking about someone the, that I, you know, it's it's on that position. I think it's like oh, all of a sudden they're shocked that Johnson and they're going to sack him now. Where I think they probably would have had some inclination all along with that with that matter. But it's yeah, it's 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 not great. Um, it's I think it's it's the really the, the clock is ticking. I think a lot of people are now coming to think Van Gaal might get it at the end of the season, but I think it's it's long term. It's over um you you can't be spending that much and then losing away to Sunderland one of the worst sides in the league so it's uh yeah really not a great result and um i think it really is top 4 at the season and i think the united are very lucky that this is one of the most up and down seasons mm. of all time um yeah. so it's 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 still there technically but it, it without a shadow of doubt i think it's united's worst performance after in the premier league 6 games
0: this is the fewest points they've ever had. united have ever had yeah, In the
3: Premier League seasons. As as one of my friends pointed out, you know the way they normally show the top five if they're Highland mm. table. It's now been cut down to the top four. Yeah, so mm. so that kind of says it all now. Well, I know it, it is always hard to go against a relegation candidate at this point. But as you said, if they invested what ninety million over the summer, uh, you have to yeah. two hundred and something. Yeah. I think yeah, and, well, yeah. Some amount of money anyway, and if you can't go and beat them, yeah, long, you, should, you know. Well,
0: at this stage. David Moyes had, I think, just less than two months left before he was due to get the sack. Yeah. After twenty-six games, he had forty-two points. He was sitting in seventh, scored forty-one goals, and conceded thirty-one. Van Gaal has forty-one points, sits in fifth, so two places above somehow. And um, he scored eight goals less than Moyes' team did, uh-huh. but they've conceded less goals with twenty-four.
1: Yeah, yeah. I suppose they've they've had they've had so much possession as well, which means like they you know and they have been better defensively. Mm-hmm. They've been much better defensively than what Moyes had. To be fair, like I mean, we he's, he's we, we had to smalling's well come had to on. Get
0: the progress bar going.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like Moyes was having to deal with guys like Tyler Blackett that were being drafted mm-hmm. in, and, and Paddy McNair who's still developing. Like he was just not dealing with the same kind of defense. Um, so it's 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 interesting, but it's Van Gaal. Yeah, I mean, eight goals less. Um, even though they're, they're, they're two positions higher they've been they've been, for the large part a very boring side to watch um, and it's been and they've, he's been given an absolute war chest of money it's, it's mold, he's got no excuses to mold the squad the exact way that he wants he's had more than enough time he keeps referring to the process the process is well and truly um, set in you know so it's um, yeah I just I, I, I don't know really where to go with it Like he's,
0: seems like he's not going to get the sack until the fans buy a plane
1: with a banner. <laughs> yeah, that's, how, that's, that's that's how, how things happen in Manchester. Stadiums. Yeah, exactly. But I think I think Moyes' situation—you never want to be the man to replace the man. You know what I mean? You don't want to be the guy Nobody to replace the to legend. Follow Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. You want to follow the guy who followed yeah. Jimi Hendrix. You know. So I think that's the kind of case. But um, it'd be interesting. I think they would have liked to get Pep, but uh, Mourinho. I think has been the one that's touted. But I don't it even know. certain at the moment. It kind of does. Yeah. Um, it's makes you have to ask what do the fans want because they are not going to get exciting football with room Mourinho video. no they're going to get wins but they might not get exactly exciting it's football
0: touchline fireworks and 1-0 one- wins
1: yeah yeah um, so it, yeah it'll be uh <laughs> Yeah, it'll be a long process for them anyway. Um, but regards, I think. But what I've rumours that I've had here is that they're going to be given a lot more money if Jose. So United just seem to be the attitude is, is we're going to keep on throwing money at this thing until it works because we've got a proven brand, we're a massive club. But then again, it's like you know, how much of this Adidas deal money that I have left over? <laughs>
0: right, folks. That's all we have time for. Thanks very much for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, we won't be as pessimistic about it. <laughs> Thanks very much. I'll talk to you later. Things that make you go clean.